Shalom and welcome to On The House, the podcast where industry experts and professionals discuss real estate in Israel. I'm your host, Debbie Goldfisher, real estate agent, founder and editor-in-chief of BuyItInIsrael.com. Join us as we explore market trends, legal and tax issues, purchasing tips, neighborhoods throughout Israel, and much more. All this is On The House, helping you make the right move. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining me today for the very first episode of On The House. Buying a home is a huge purchase that requires a tremendous amount of information and guidance, especially when you're buying in a foreign country. When it comes to real estate in Israel, there are loads of fantastic resources available online in Hebrew, but in English, there is very little that is reliable, organized, and comprehensive. And that is why we built the Buy It In Israel website. The goal is to help consumers become educated consumers. And with that, we decided to start this podcast to further empower our users and listeners as they set out on this exciting journey. The first series is going to be an introduction to the industry. And for the opening episode, I'd like to give a macro overview of the market. Before you can even think about what to buy or where to buy, it's important to understand the market forces, the challenges and the risks, especially in light of the war. For this first session, I wanted to host a professional who has a broad understanding of the market, someone who is well-connected in the industry, objective, and able to communicate well in English. Believe it or not, this is not as easy as it sounds, but I'm pleased to say that we managed to find someone who checks all the boxes. Shai Pausner is a well-known personality and an expert in the real estate scene in Israel. Since 2013, he has served as Deputy Director of the Israel Builders Association, Hitachtut HaKablanim Bonei Haaretz. Previously, Shai worked in the Israeli media. In his last position, he served as real estate editor for Kalkalist, and before that, he was the economic commentator and real estate journalist for news outlets including Mariv, Globes, and Haaretz. Shai is known for exposing confusion in housing price indices and also for revealing failed conduct on the government's part, which led to a housing crisis in Israel and to protests in the summer of 2011. With that, it is a privilege and a pleasure to introduce Shai Pausner. Shai, thank you so much for your time. When you're the first English speaker who said it right, this is very, Shai very Pelsner. unusual. Yeah, yeah, very unusual. Always Shay, she, Shu, Shah, all, all kinds. <laughs> Great. So, welcome, Shai Pelsner. Thank you so much for your time and for agreeing to come on the show today. Before we get started on the market, Shai, tell us a little bit about the Israel Builders Association and your role in the organization. Okay. The Israeli Builders Association is a guild owned by the constructors. We are the ones to represent them on any issue needed to be changed or stopped or pushed with the government and local authorities. Most of the time we are working against things, but sometimes we create things. And this is the fun part, like Tamash Loshim Shmon, for mm-hmm. instance. Up and renew. Uh, this is something that came from our desks. Really? Uh, yeah. And this is why it's happening. 25% of, of the new the houses in Israel every year for more than a decade mm-hmm. is where we are as old as the country. Uh, really? Yes, this guild, this organization mm-hmm. started working uh, in 47. Uh, 1947. Amazing. Right. Yeah. Amazing. And you ask about me, I am the one who is uh, in charge of uh, publishing everything we do, work with the press, work with different parts of this organization. We'll talk about them later. Mm-hmm. to make things go, uh, move faster and uh, smoother. Well, that makes sense with your background in journalism. Yes, yes. This is, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm here. So I studied economics, my first degree, and I like to think of things... Me too. Uh, you too? Yeah. Oh, 
I went to the London School of Economics. No, I'm, I went uh, to the Haifa School of Economics. I got my MBA from Haifa. Okay. So we have a lot in common. So I always like to think of things first from a macro level and then in the, into the, the micro details. Today, I want to explore with you the market on a macro level. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to talk about the supply and the demand in the housing market in general. Mm-hmm. We'll come to the effects of the war a little bit later. But I suppose before we even do that, we have to consider the size and the population of Israel, mm-hmm. because I think it's quite unique in that yes, it's such a, a tiny right. country. We have a population of 10 yeah. million, yeah. of which about 70, 75% are Jewish. We have a tiny country, about uh, 21,500 square kilometers of mm-hmm. land. You can get from the north to the south in about nine hours. You can get from east to west in an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And yet you have a lot of people in that very small stretch. So tell us a little bit about the, the supply and demand, please. Let's talk about supply first, which has changed very significantly uh, in the last uh, year, year and a half. In the last decades, we are producing about 60 to 70,000 new dwellings every year. And in the last year, until October 7, mm-hmm. we've gone down only almost 40% because of the change in, in the banking sector, which came after very sharp increase of uh, the uh, rates of the monies. The money became very, very expensive, expensive <laughs> right? And uh, this brought a very, very significant change. People stopped buying new houses, and that's why builders stopped producing new mm-hmm. So this was over the last... This was before seven, Right, October like a seven. year, a year and a half before... A year and a half before... Before October 7th. So, right. so we've already been seeing a decline in the market. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. That's a, it's a year before the, the October 7th, mm-hmm. uh, if to be exact. But, okay. And uh, So that's brought about a an even bigger shortage in the supply. Mm, that's right. Of, of but housing. the demand has gone down too, and it's, a, it's artificial because it's not really those people who have... Gone. They're here, but they're waiting. I see. And one day they will come back to the market because they will have no other way of going on living the way they did up until then. They will have to get new houses. Right. And in this country, there's such a social and cultural pressure to buy a home. That's right. It's it's really deep in the country. By our rules, by our standards, Everybody should get a house of his own mm-hmm. someday. Right. And uh, this is why everybody's, I don't know, um, thinking about their life with a house. It's something that was built into our minds since we were little kids. Right. And, uh, and in the long term, if you look on what's happening now in Israel, it's going to be a problem mm-hmm. because we have no other markets. We have, first of all, the rental market mm-hmm. is very, very, small, and um, it's getting smaller and smaller every year throughout the last decade or so. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be blown down faster because of the very large number of people who moved from the south and the east. Uh, Right. It's going to be more demand in the center. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. This is something we are starting working with with the government now, right now, on these days, Mm -hmm. um, producing new large amounts of, of rental uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. We don't have any long-term rental opportunities at all. 
Right. When you we have a few, we have a few investment funds like the REITs. That's very it's few. such a small number. Very few. We have a, a yeah. brand new, long-time rental project just uh, opening in Modiin, actually. But I, it's, it's I think if if I'm looking at what happened throughout the last year, the last four or five years, this is something to be uh, considering as a good uh, as a good investment. Right. It's going to happen in Israel. It's going to happen someday. Right. People will understand this is. A way of living. This is this is a thing that can happen and and become very very popular. A change of mindset, like in Paris, very few people own their apartments. Many places in the and world that's how it works be. like that. And in America too, the multifamily, you know, real estate business. Right, it's huge. In it's some cities, in, in some cities in Europe, the amount of people around are seventy percent, eighty percent. I'm not sure we're going to go that far, but. Right. But going to 50% or 45% people who are living their life in, in rental houses for all their lives. For their lives. For their lives, yes. It can happen. Right. Yeah. Well, especially young couples who will not be able to get on the property ladder. Prices are so prohibitive. This is, this is the point. This will be the mindset. Yeah, yeah. And going back to all these families. And this is because we are too small with too big a uh, population. population. Right. And the population is growing rapidly. Right. Right. I believe we are. We have the highest population growth in the Western developed world. Yes, yes, it's a, about two two point three percent every year. And with an anticipated immigration, right, it's going to go going up. To grow. Yeah. Talking about the families that you mentioned that have been evacuated from the north and south. Mm-hmm. If they all move to the center, what's going to happen? With they the have north? moved to the center. It happened already. They have. Now the question is if they will be back. There's a lot of talk about it in the. Mm-hmm. political arena, which is nothing to do with me but or us, but, but uh, someday all of them will have to decide. This day is coming. It's about three months, six mm-hmm. months, I don't know from now. They will have to decide where they're going to live their lives. Well, if they all abandon the north and south. I don't think they all will do that. But let's say 200,000 people mm-hmm. are right now out of their homes. Let's say half of them will stay. This is a huge change Absolutely. in our in our demand and in the, wow. in the market, and we will have to solve this somehow. That's another thing coming. So we have a shortage today of, of how many homes? Depends on who you're asking. We, our number is is around one hundred and fifty thousand. A shortage of one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. homes, yeah. and yeah. we're talking about the highest. Population growth in the in the in the Western the world. world yeah. Immigration anticipated to accelerate in the coming years, yeah. and perhaps a hundred thousand people moving to the center yeah. of the country. Yeah, that is a crisis. Uh, the crisis has. Uh, okay, we so. haven't said anything about the fact that we can't work. Forty-five percent <laughs> of our building sites are closed right 45% now. Forty-five percent. Forty-five are closed. Totally closed. Mm-hmm. The ones who are working is working in a huge shortage of mm-hmm. people. Eighty thousand Palestinians who used to work here until seventh October uh, stopped coming. Do you think they'll be allowed back? Well, in the long run, yes, but the number will be very short, very very small, much smaller, much smaller, right? And I think that for a long time they won't be able to work in the cities meaning not close to the Israeli Jewish population. Well, then where are they going to be building? Uh, they, will be, they will be working on new sites, on new uh, areas, mm-hmm. and mainly on, on infrastructures. I see. Use infrastructure, mm-hmm. like roads and, and uh, railways. And so, so we're going to have to get on track and find workers elsewhere. We do, we do that now. 
Right. Well, I mean, we're, we're in it now. We're bringing uh, from... We're bringing people. We will bring. They will start coming very soon from India, Sri Lanka, Uzbekistan. And uh, we're in some kind of uh, relationships mm-hmm. uh, developing right now with the with Africans uh, countries. Great. Like Kenya. Others. Uh-huh. And Israelis yeah. don't want to work in this industry, right? Not in this specific, er- not on these okay. capacities. We're talking about the building of the basics, of right. the, the base of the, of the building. Mm-hmm. No, Israel didn't work in those uh, capacities for a long, long time. Understood. Okay. If we take a look at the uh, the historical um, prices of the market, it looks like besides a few little blips, mm-hmm. the market has continuously gone up. Mm-hmm. Can you shed some light on that? You know, the, the shortage is the answer. As mm-hmm. long as we are short in, in houses and solutions, mm-hmm. we will go on. We will go on and see the, the the prices are coming going up. Any change that will be happening in this area will be happening throughout very a very long time. It can be changed. Mm-hmm. Like for example, as we said before, change of thinking about the rental market can be changed completely, and it will be. Uh, a huge difference, and the, this can be fa- faster than the regular solutions for housing. But still, if we're looking at the big picture, any solution will take time. Years sure. and years and years of working, producing new houses. I am not talking about the, the, the situation right now, which is catastrophe. It is a, a, a real market catastrophe, but it is a an economic catastrophe. A, a whole country is going to be the whole country is going to be affected by the, the fact that we stopped working. The wow. whole country will be affected. It will get to every household. Will fill it in Trickle their pockets. Down. Wow! When you're looking on the long run, we can get to the <clears> point <throat> where we so and so almost complete what we need if we will have about 150. 170,000 people, new people working in, in the sites. Mm-hmm. Such such a, a project of bringing them here should be a governmental project. Absolutely. It can't be it can't be done on the private uh, on levels. the private sector, right? Sure. We can't we can't do that. Sure. So it depends on the government. Mm-hmm. I think another big problem here is that so much demand is focused in the center of the country, mm-hmm. and you know, work, education, culture. Mm-hmm. There's such an attraction for people to come to the center of the country, and in the meantime, the peripheries are are not are not being populated. That's right. And perhaps the government have to really put their resources into uh, into that, in particular, transportation systems. Transportation system is, is one way of solving it, or let's say it's, it should be part of the of the answer. Mm-hmm. The real answer should be changing the way we are thinking about the periphery. Making a, a real life, okay, in the desert or the Galilee mm-hmm. should be something that will be built with time, but it should be a decision. First of all, we should, we, the, the government should be the one to decide to do that. Right. We're working with a, com- with, with a group of people from the government. Uh, a, we started working on it for about a year ago mm-hmm. on the idea of a new, huge new city. In the south, huge one, a million people. Okay, where in the south? Alongside the uh, Beersheba. Okay, okay, could be even 
some kind of another Be'er Sheva really next to the real one. <laughs> the, the, uh-huh. the, the, a million people in that a city. A million people city. That's a little bit like Yerushalayim. Right. Wow. But the, the, the idea is building a city that is from the top up. Everything to do with uh, moving in the city should be underground because it's hot there. Makes sense. So it should be underground. And cars as well? No cars. They don't. No cars. They have a phrase in America. And the, the right city is the one you have everything in a 15 minutes, up to 15 minutes walk from your home. Mm-hmm. Your work, uh, your schools. Uh, shopping, shopping. Education. Everything. Right, right. Up to 15 minutes walk. Nothing more than that. And that's the plan. You don't need to get your car out at all. You don't need a car. And if you want to get to the center or to Jerusalem, or take, take t- the train. Take a train, right. Fantastic. So that's, right. that's how it's being planned. This is, the, this is the idea. And is the government on board? If we will have two cities, one of the north, one in the, in the south, one million here and one million there, this will change Israel forever. When you have a city like that, people are coming to live around it, not just in it. Correct. So it become an area. A magnet. Right. So, so is this something that is in the plans or is it in the world? Yes, they are talking about it with us uh, for real now, for more than a year. When you say they, who, who, who's... Well, it's, uh, half of the government should be deal with that. Absolutely. Should be in it. Well, the problem is their but heads are in other things right now. I'm not speaking about the last three, four months. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about what happened before. October 7, and this is something that we don't discuss at all since the beginning of the war, but I'm sure we'll get back to it soon, Mm -hmm. because (laughs) as you said, everybody is looking, almost everybody, is looking to go and live in the center. It can't be done. Mm -hmm. In the long run, it can't be done. We can't take it anymore. Right. We can't rely on miracles. Right. (laughs) It's not going to work. And that uh, infrastructure are mandatory. It should be done too, but it should be a a holistic (laughs) approach. approach, Right. Mm -hmm. One of the good things that COVID did was that it allowed a lot of us to work remotely uh, or Mm -hmm. in a hybrid model. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes it easier for people to move out of the center. Yes. You know, even people who come from abroad, many people are able to keep their jobs in the United States or in Europe mm-hmm. and work remotely. So if that's the case, then you can certainly live outside of the center. There's no reason I think, to be there. I think what we have learned from COVID is that it can be done, but it's not the perfect idea. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not a psychologist, but there should be some kind of a mix of, uh, of a balance between working from, from, uh, from the far and working with people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about it right, right now. Well, a lot of companies do a hybrid model. Where right, they work the two days a week in the office, three days a week from home or something like that. Yes. And, you know, to travel twice a week from the south into the center is not a big deal. No, but it should be. Again, we was talking about 10 million people. Right. Every model. Is showing that we are going to uh, double us, uh, double the number, double ourselves, double our population by by less than fifteen years from now. Fifteen years, in fifteen yeah. years, we're going to be double the population. Yeah, that we, is we're going to be we eighteen thousand, eighteen, 18, 18, sorry, 18, 18 million, million, seventeen million, something like that. Okay, these numbers are are, are a huge, huge. We can't even fathom. We have a crisis. We, we have, have a crisis. We are in a crisis. We are in a crisis. Who's, it's like a wave. You see it. And you see you it coming. And you, you, and, and you can do something. You can run. You can, <laughs> you can build you something. You don't have many places to run to. But, but uh, you should do it now. 
Right. That's the point. Right. We should double the number of dwellings, of houses, up until uh, 2040. We should double the number. We have a three, three million houses right now. We should be on, on six, six and a half million by, by is that, 2040. Is that, is that anywhere near realistic? No. No. Right okay, now, but no. We, okay, but we have to get started. There will be a time, and it's coming, when you go to the calcium, when the election, vote, uh, vote, the election votes, right? What will, you'll have to vote for your government. This will be the first answer. You will ask them, "What are you going to do with the housing, the housing problem?" Prices, right, right. This is this is coming. Well, perhaps security should come first, because if we're not secure, then we don't have a country. I, I think that with time, they will be equals, because the like if you if you're penny. A normal family is paying something like six to nine thousand shekels every month for the house. Right. Whether it's the mortgage or the rent, they're paying six this to is nine thousand. At least, I'm, I'm saying, at least six strong to nine families for, for strong families, this is half of the income. Half. Wow. In a normal place, in Europe, in America, it is less than third than the, the, the household income. This is not even close, and it's getting worse every year. Mm-hmm. You're saying that fifty percent of the average income is spent on housing. Yeah. Whereas in the rest of the world, in developed countries, it's closer to a third. It's it's uh, up until I mean up to a third, no more than th- a third. the third version is the worst version. Yeah. That is a serious problem. Yeah. Okay, shy. A couple of other effects of the war on the housing market, a huge number of homes in Israel do not have a secure place, mm-hmm. whether it's Mamad or a shelter in the building. Mm-hmm. This is a huge issue. I mean, we've seen right. families with little children, with elderly people having to run to shelters it's, outside. It's about 900,000 uh, houses. 900,000 homes. So yeah. that adds a lot of pressure to the demand as well. That's I'm right. sure many of those families are looking to move. Yes. And uh, those that can afford to do so, and yeah. that's just another big factor. I'll have uh, said something, and then I'll, I'll say the, the opposite. It is a factor. It is a question that everybody should think about. How we will be protect ourselves in the coming years? I'm not sure the one that the protection we have right now will be working for us in the long term. Mm-hmm. Because of the difference of how wars wars will look, different threats. Yeah, yeah. So it is something to think about. The right answer it's not Mamad. It's not. It may uh, become irrelevant. Yes, we may need something That's else. That's right. We mm-hmm. will need something else. And I'm coming back to the, what we said before: going underground must be one of the solutions. Mm. But this is it's premature. It's, it's, we can't we can't Too really know. Yeah, it. yeah. Where we will have peace, right? Well, if we take over, <laughs> if we take over Gaza, we'll have a whole city underground that we can run yeah, to, yeah, and possibly in other places too. Yeah, and a very, very hot issue that we cannot avoid is the diaspora jury, which are looking closely at Israel as anti-Semitism is rising rampant. Many people are thinking of making Aliyah, or at the very least, buying a home here. Mm-hmm. And that's another big factor that we have to take into account. Yes. What are your thoughts on this? 
we've seen waves of Aliyah throughout the last uh, 20 years, mainly in the 90s and mainly from Europe. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you if something really happening right now, but, but if it is, it's, it's, we, don't, we don't feel it yet. Mm-hmm. But this is something we should think about. It will add to the numbers, to the, to the demand, and uh, even it can be faster growth. And mm-hmm. if we will have such a fast growth, it will be in a huge problem, in, in, a, in a bigger problem than we are now. But isn't it, isn't it fascinating that we're a country at war, and yet people are looking and interested in, in, in buying here? I people mean, are looking at their homes. I think, so again, I'm not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, what I, I get what I have from the media, so speaking to people abroad. Everybody's thinking about their own lives. Right. They're opening the windows at the morning, looking outside. What are they seeing? They're seeing 200,000 people in London protesting and saying they should be dead. Right. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. So when you see that, you have to think about your future, your kids, whatever. It can be a trigger. It didn't happen yet, but it can happen. We don't know how bad it will go on uh, with anti-Semitism. anti-Semitism. Uh, well, I think uh, we've seen we've seen things that we haven't seen before. That's right. And it's a matter of time. It's, it's, it's there. A matter of time. We know it's we know it's there, and we can't deny it. Yeah. Well, people are buying homes for a long time now, for years and years. Jewish people buying homes here, and they don't come here, but they have their home. It's a security deposit. Right. Right. <laughs> also, you know, it's also a great financial investment. For real. I mean. <laughs> All the time. Anyone that bought a, All the time. No, bought a home in Israel at any point, it's gone they up make in time. Ma- they make money. money. And yeah. it's yeah. Uh, yeah. great to diversify their, yeah. their assets. In 2021, the increase of housing uh, prices sorry, mm-hmm. uh, was 21%. 21%. In one year alone. There is nothing, even at the, at the proximity of the, the, the Nothing close Nothing to that. Nothing close to that around the world. Nowhere. Right. I mean, right. Well, and that we was have in such, one year. And what about in, in 10 years? Prices went up in, in the last 10 years almost 90%. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Almost 90%, 90% in the last 10 years. Yes. So, Shai, I, I mean, I have a website that I see traffic from all over the world coming mm-hmm. in. And undoubtedly, I've seen a significant increase in our traffic over the last few months. I get a lot of um, uh, inquiries and I see that there are people who are, as you said, starting to think, starting to look. And something that I, I've been thinking about is buying off plan. Many people, they're not looking to make Aliyah tomorrow. They want something for the long term. Mm-hmm. They're very happy to buy something that they can put down a deposit now, watch it be built over the next few years, mm-hmm. paying installments. But, you know, with the crisis in the, in the construction industry and mm-hmm. all the challenges that they're facing, as we said, a shortage of workers, rising interest rates, anticipated delays in the timelines, mm-hmm. a war going on with so much uncertainty. And I'm assuming that the government is going to put its priorities into rebuilding the South and getting the homes secure up in the North as well. So how much risk is there in, in somebody purchasing today off plan from a, from a developer? Well, I say, and I'm not an investing uh, professional, but I can say that. Well, let, let's go one by one. The shortage of, of workers will be solved in six to eight months from now. Situation with, with the Palestinians, hell knows, I don't know what will happen. 
but it's not, as you see, it's not, it's not really the main effect of what's happening here. You mean the security situation is not the main influence on the housing market? That's right, it's not. So you don't have to consider that as a problem mm-hmm. if, if you are looking at the big, t- on the big picture of what's going on mm-hmm. in the construction. Well, we, we do have an existential problem. But, no, 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 but, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm speaking about the construction, the, the construction, construction industry. industry. I understand. It's not a big deal for us. The big deal is the real social, the, the huge so, so shortage of people and what will happen with the uh, banking uh, uh, industry. And I think both of them will be better in a year, mm-hmm. much better. Than, and when this happens, the problems are being solved, the increase of the market demands is a huge one. It's mm-hmm. a fast, huge increase. Uh, the demand is amazing. We have seen that over the years after every war that building industry was booming. It always happened. Always. And, it will, and it will probably happen this time too. Right. How fast will it happen? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I can say that we will be back in business as usual in a year. Something like a year from now. Not before that. Mm-hmm. If it will be able to get the workers faster than I think. Mm-hmm. It could be, we could be seeing the difference on the coming uh, summer mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking precautions. You know. You're conservative. Yes, I understand. that's right. That's right. Shai, this is unbelievable. Really, really insightful and, and, Thank you. and informative and a perspective that I don't think many people in this country could give in English. Before we end, Shai, I would like to know where, where do you live and what do you like most about living there? Oh, <laughs> uh, I live in Petah Tikva. I was born and raised in Petah Tikva, a city 17, uh, 17 kilometers from here. I love the place. My family is there. My friends are there. I am a man, so I have my friends, uh, the same friends since high school. Since high school. Wow. <laughs> so, well, that's a great reason uh, to be we're there. We're a community. We're a real community. And Beautiful. this is why I'm this is why I'm there. That's why you're there. Uh, if you were to move to a different area in the country, where would you go and why? Well, probably to the north. Not now. Not now. Uh, my sister is in the north. Uh-huh. I have I have some family in the north, and uh, I like it. I mean, oh, it's uh, in Israel, there's are two uh, groups in Israel: the one who loves the desert, and the one who loves the, the green side of the north. I'm the one. I'm I'm from the other. But the amazing thing is you you can enjoy both and you can be in both areas uh, within a few hours. Not difficult. Shai, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate your time and your insights. And I hope we'll see you again very soon. Thank you and you're welcome. Thank you for listening to On The House. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and share it with your family and friends. You can also visit buyitinisrael.com where you can find news, market updates, guidance, and much more on real estate in Israel. That's buyitinisrael, B-U-Y-I-T, inisrael.com. If you have a question or a specific topic you'd like us to cover on this podcast, please email us at the address you'll find at the bottom of the show notes. Whether you're thinking about Aliyah, looking for a home or a haven, or wanting to support the Israeli economy, now is the time to buy it in Israel. Buy it in Israel.